0: and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching and if you want more visit the website at Hales-Owen-Apostolic-Church.org. We come with expectation, we come, we give ourselves, it doesn't matter what we're going through, we come to do what the Lord asks us to do at church, and that's to worship, that's to pray. Yes. You know, to ask and to receive, to give and take back. It's just just simple stuff, you know, and, and, and of course, when we don't go, you're in trouble. I don't mind. Why, why don't we want this? Why doesn't the world want this? Because they're searching for. The wrong place. A searching for what in this world. Every single person is searching for something and always has been. Each one of us. Everyone, everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are, where you are, what are you doing, what stage of life you're in, well, what we're doing right at this minute. It doesn't matter about our present circumstances, we're all searching. For something better. No one isn't. Doesn't matter whether you're at school or college. No matter. We're looking for something better. (laughs) Better things to come. Well I'm here to tell you this morning there is. There is better things to come. For the 27 years of ministry I've had. I have not found one person without a problem. Amen. Amen. And you know you can ask somebody if they've got a problem. And you've got an hour. So pin your ears back. Because they have bad times. You know, and it's so important that we understand that. But even with ever, they've always wanted something better. They ask for it, they're looking, they're searching. But, but of course, <laughs> I can remember the times, you know, I, my life. I've done exactly the same. Searching for something, everything that I did. Whereas at school, I was always having to please the teacher. I didn't do that often, so that's okay. Um, but I was always pleasing the teacher. You leave school, you go to work, you've always got to please the boss. So you're always doing something, searching for something all the time. And no matter where part of life you're going, you're always searching for doing better and better. You know, why? Because that's our world in here. Man tells you you've got to get on. that d- tells you you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do that. The culture of this country is about getting on. You know, with self-help books, and you, there's tons of them. Well, I've got the best self-help book, and it's called the Bible, because that's how it's helped helped me in my life. And so, no matter what it is, I always remember when I was not saved that you know that I was working, and I had to work harder. I had to work harder to please who? God. Who? God. Well, no, I wasn't. I wasn't saved then. I wasn't. The boss. The boss. Who else was a... Who else wasn't working hard to please? Well, sometimes. Oh, thanks, Kev. The wife first. Come on, man. You should have been streaming in there. Oh, the wife. You know, he should have come straight out. Then it's the kids. Then it's the kids. (laughs) Well, you have to be more specific, you know. The the (laughs) law tells us to tell the truth, you know, not not guess. It's important. It's important for us because we're always striving. Each one of us is striving for more, and yet, striving for what in this world? Just the both? Just say, look what I've got? Look what I can? Look what I've achieved? Be taken away just like that. And the Lord tells us that all these, all these people that get these, that this wealth. You know what He says? The wicked shall store up their wealth for the righteous. So whatever we see, whatever we do, our treasure has got to be with the Lord. It's got to be with the Lord. Yes, I know we've got to work. I know we've got to work hard. I know we've got to learn and do those things in this world to get on. But when we've got God with us, we can see our own success. And then we can say, look, what God has done in my life. That's the testimony of God. is where we sing all these songs and there's nothing better than you, Jesus, and all the rest of it, and yet we're striving away to get our own flesh stuff done more than we strive to get God to bless what we're doing in our flesh. Incredible? It's so important. And yet, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Why doesn't it matter, Mark? what does riches make you happy I can, I can give you some rich people whose children are in, a, in one of the worst places in the, in the world it's so important and you know it does make us happy I said yes 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 Okay, if you've got money it does make you happy you can go buy a new dress and you go oh, don't I look good hallelujah now if you don't do that you shouldn't have bought it all right, it's not. This is not about boasting. This is not about boasting. You shouldn't have bought it if you don't look good. Hallelujah, you know. And but even the men have got that bug now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you me in my house. We have Bible study. We have a naughty chair. Okay, I think I'm going to get one in church. Okay, and it's going to be over there somewhere. Hallelujah, praise. Oh, it's there. Got the table ready. Thank you, Wendy. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, I wish the righteousness was covered quick. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. It's important because why? Because the Bible tells us that pleasure only comes for a season. Buy a new car. It's great. Beautiful. I love my new car and everything else. One year later, it's a car. I'm honest. We've got to look. At what God wants us, because you know, <laughs> even with people who've got lots of money and they buy things all day, they're still not happy. Because if they were happy, they wouldn't keep buying things. It's incredible how this world has just has just got people's minds thinking on the wrong things. It's captured them. It's captured them. It's got them in captivity. <laughs> and I tell you what, no one lives in pleasure all day long. No one. Every, even with Solomon with his 300 concubines and his hundreds of wives, he went nuts. Hallelujah. He went crazy. So, you know, I am so glad that God told us one man, one wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 can, I can say this. She's no detriment against my darling wife, my beautiful, holy wife. You know, but it's, it's no detriment because it's Right. It is absolutely right. God did it for a purpose and for a reason. It doesn't give um, all those other problems with multiple... It doesn't say, Oh, woman. should have multiple husbands, does it? Isn't it incredible? Why do me. Right. Everyone has their problems. We've all got thoughts. We've all got dreams. We've all got desires that we want to see happen. Every single one of us. And it's important that that what's happening with us and our feelings that come don't change what we're supposed to be doing. Because our emotions do change us. And most of them change us for the worst. And that's why the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit. He knew. And he knew that, you know, that we, we need some, some con- something to help us control what we're doing. And the Spirit comes to help us with that. Because one of the fruits of the Spirit is self control, temperance, modesty, and all moderation, and all those beautiful things. That's what it means. And it's important we have that. And if we live in that spiritual part, it means we won't do the wrong things. We all make mistakes. So every thought, every dream, Every, every fear, every disappointment, every problem, everything that we, that we look at, those emotions affect our attitude. It affects our demeanor, it affects the way we speak and react to whatever's going on. That's one of the worst ones for us. We react immediately and that reaction tells us where we are in our walk with Christ. Isn't it? So it's not bad. If you have a bad reaction, all it's doing is the Lord saying, oh, here you are, Mark. You know, thought you was doing okay. Slipped up again. And all it is is because he wants to help us change. So we can be those people that he want, wants us to be, you know. And my wife will tell you that, you know, a witness to a number of people and and one of the... One of the, the, the fascinating ones is like, well, oh, Mark, you don't know what my life's been like. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't, you don't know what's going on now, etc., etc., etc. Today, but let me tell you today, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. God knows. God knows where you are today. He knows exactly how you think, exactly what you do. He knows every word you've spoken. I'm not beautiful about God. It doesn't matter who you are. If you all turn to him, he has a plan and a purpose for you in this life. And for me, that's really exciting. So whatever's going on, when I start reading these scriptures of what it is, it's just beautiful because it then brings me back to start thinking about what's God's plan? What's God asking me to do and so, and he said, he'll give you a purpose for everything in your life. And of course, and it doesn't matter how much you know. You haven't got to be um, a, a walking Bible. He uses whatever you have got and your life's experiences to help you. And more so, beautiful, isn't it? You know, all these things that we do wrong and say wrong and everything else, you know, it's God uses that. You know, he's not the, just the God of the mountains, is he's it? the God of the valleys. And, but I think we said sometimes, some was it last week, we said sometimes that, you know, nothing grows on the top of the mountain. It all grows in the valleys. So our trials and tests and, <laughs> and all those other things, God is trying to grow us. He's sending the nutrients down. He's sending the word to feed you so you can get strong and you can grow and produce fruit. That's what we've got to do. So, God is definitely awesome. I had a, um, my first chat with my mentor for I don't know how many years. And, and, and he years, and that was his favorite word, that God is awesome. And I know that I had to learn that every one of these oh no moments, look what's happening to me. It is a wonderful, dear me, there's nothing, no nothing, we cannot achieve with God. It doesn't matter about what's going on now, it's about what goes on next and how we react to what's going on and how we trust God with what's going on, and how we work together with what's going on, to be able to support each other when we are feeling feeling down. When we walk and follow Jesus and learn of Him and put His learning into action, then we begin to live His way. Why? Why you why, why? Why am I going to do that? Why can't I just do what I you know what I feel like I'm doing? Because He doesn't. And he does know you need his help. He knows, he knew you before you were even born. He knew you before you were in your your mother's womb. And I'll say it again, he knows your thoughts right now. He knows your heart. He knows your disappointments. He knows your pain. He knows your errors. He knows your sins. And yet isn't it incredible? He'll still come to us, Absolutely beautiful. We read this morning from uh, from, from Luke, and, and I think it's I, I think I think it's an absolutely um, absolutely marvelous. It's a marvelous scripture that we've got there um, when we when the Lord tells us that why why he came to heal the brokenhearted and, and all of those because it, it is it is it is beautiful. And when when we looked at it and he said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he's anointed. me for each one of us when you receive the spirit of the Lord the Lord has anointed you with his spirit to be able to understand and follow his word and to be able to do the things that he wishes to do not your strength not your wisdom not what you think but what God says and that is so important for each one of us that, we, you know, that when we, we say things and, 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 and do things, we know that it's got to line up with the Bible. If you really want to be blessed, if you want to have any success in life and you want to be, stay a Christian, then you've got to make sure that we're doing it as the way the Lord has asked us to do it, not the way we think. When we do it our way, it's our reward. Full stop, we get our reward. People say, I'm really blessed, Mark. I'm really blessed. The Lord has blessed me with a good job and I've got more money and everything else. And my thing is, that's great, but don't forget, money is the least in God's kingdom. It's the least. He's, he's asking us to take the, the great treasures, the treasures of love and kindness and, and, and faith and, 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 you know, and giving and generosity and self-control and, and all those beautiful things and friendship and, and loving where we shouldn't love. And doing doing the thing that God has asked us when we want to do something else. That's there's the trials. An incredible God. So this is what Jesus came for, he said. He's came for the poor. But don't forget it's not just the poor, what we look at in wealth. It's the poor in mind and spirit. That's what he's come for, the, you know. He says he's come for the brokenhearted. You know how many people, the people who knows, how many sad people do we know? You come to heal that. To show them honestly, honestly, there's a better life. There's a better way of doing it. There's a better way that, that we, can, we can love each other. There's a better way that we can treat each other. There's a better way that, that to live with one another, that you can be free yourself and not get worked up about it at all, and not also to make our, our own religion, you know, that, oh, I'm doing this and that's enough. I don't know what enough is. I never ever feel I do enough. Never feel I do enough. My wife will tell you that. Why? <laughs> Just as more. And that is incredible. People go, oh, no. I've got to go to another Bible study. Oh, I've got to learn this again. Well, you haven't learnt it in the first place if you didn't do it. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I've got some wry smiles looking at me here. Mm -hmm. It's okay. God is not just talking to you. He's talking to everyone. (laughs) All right. All of us. So please don't think I'm picking on anyone because I never do. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is... It's, it's this captivity that, that, that we read about. We get captured. Even born-again Christians will get captured. Why? Because they won't follow what the Lord has asked them to do. So once the capture starts, we've had it. Because if we don't defeat it immediately, we get absolutely put in prison. And we can't get out of it. Sometimes we can't get out of it on our own. We need someone else to help. And so I'm not just talking about God, I'm talking about somebody else to stand with each, each, each one of us. So it is important. We get trapped with our minds, our own thinking, our, addic- our, our addictions, our job or whatever it may be, we get trapped in it. And, and the Lord said, I've come, I've come to give liberty to the captive, freedom, and it is a freedom. It's a freedom that you know you're on the right path. And if you and if you and if you if you keep thinking, well, I can't pray and everything else, guess what? You're already trapped. If you think you can just turn up to church when you like, you're already trapped. If you're not doing any study, you're already trapped. You'll never grow without feeding the plant. It is so important that we understand this. It's that we need to keep feeding. We need to keep learning. We need to keep it. You know, and, and let's be fair. It doesn't matter whether in the world, repetition is one of the greatest teachers the world has ever seen. If you go and look through the Bible, how many times God repeats things all the way through? You're going, well, well, yeah, well that happened there, there. That happened thousands of years ago. Yeah, but it's still going to happen today. So we're still going to be in that same trap in, in, in our own mind. You know, so this is God. And recovery of sight to the blind. It's not the physically blind he's telling us. That happens a miracle. It's the blind of faith. That's how Satan captures people. He blinds their faith. And what does the Bible say? Is says the God of this world, the little G, has blinded the minds of those so they don't believe. Oh, but Mark, I believe, yeah, but you still blinded your mind to know that you're not on the right walk with God. We make our own walk, everyone, and then we get satisfied with it. And when we think we don't need any more, we will need this until Jesus Christ comes back to strengthen one another, to ensure that each one of us are going to make it. So that's why I'm always asking for people... Talk to me, tell me where you're at. It's okay, don't, don't be prideful. It's okay. We've all failed. We've all failed and we've all done things wrong but we've got to try and help one another just get some freedom of, of telling each other. And it's not a moan. It's not a moan. It's where we are. You know, we, we heard some of the prayers this morning so we, I knew from the prayers that people were praying we know that certain people are struggling so therefore we can help them. if people ring you and you don't ring back that's not helpful for you or for the person (laughs) that's ringing you, there's no blessing there does everybody understand what I'm saying answer the phone when we call hallelujah respond to the questions that are asked because if you don't you're already trapped again you're already trapped into what you think is correct so it is important and all the oppression this world has given, isn't it oppressive I just watch the news for a while. It's oppressive. And then we get one glorious bit of good news and it's all over the papers. Amen. Emma's become open tennis champion. Isn't it incredible? Lovely thing, but it's sport. You know, it's sport, it's good, but okay. Does it do anything for the kingdom of God? No. I'm just trying to just put things in perspective. We've got to have this freedom. We can't let the oppression of this world and everything else take hold of us because if we do, we're in trouble. Don't forget he created everything. He is the God of everything. No matter what we say, no matter what we do, he owns everything. You know, when we die, we've got nothing. We come into the world with nothing. We go out with a world of nothing. And there's going to be a day, and I know we don't like to think about it, when the whole earth will be burned up. That's what the promise of God is. So all these promises given us he, here, the future promises are also going to come to pass. But there is Jesus Christ, is going to come back for his church. And the church of the people that have served him in life and in death. Okay, so the ones who have died would have served him. They've been following him. Well, we've got to make sure we've got that follow to make sure we get there as well. We know God even created good and evil. It's a test for us. It's not a test for God. It's a test for us, the human race, to see whether or not no matter what situation everyone's in, will they ever turn and find out what God really wants for them, whether he's real or whether he's not. I witnessed to a chap, a chap on, on the canal on, when was it? Sunday or Monday? No, Friday. No. Whatever it was. I witnessed to a chap on the canal, you know, his wife had, had received the spirit, she said, so she was absolutely delighted for me to go and tell, my, give her a bit of my testimony. And every time I was giving part of my testimony, the chap she was with, she said, well, I believe that's an alien. Man, this is the, this is the first alien one of have You know, I go, oh, well, an alien. I said, well, do you think God might be the alien? You know, no. So I gave him my testimony. Nobody said, it's all in your mind. I said, Really? Well, how do you know it's all in my mind and yet it physically happened? He said, Oh, because you were thinking about it, so it happened. Wow, oh, I wish I could think like that. So that means everything I think is going to happen. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, dear me. I'd have, I said, if that, would, if that would have been me, I said, If I thought, right, God, change him now, if that's my thought, you should be changed. But it doesn't happen that way. It happens by people talking, by learning. Every subject we have is about learning. Do you know what he said? I still believe the aliens crashed there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. hello. So he's, he, I said, can I, can I do one thing? I said to this chap, and his, his girlfriend said, he said, I said well, what do you want to do with his girlfriend? He he wants to pray for you. And we did. So she was touched of God, and he w- went away thinking I'm an alien. <laughs> Hallelujah. I I understood it the way he was looking at me. I felt like an alien as well. (laughs) Hallelujah. Two heads, you know, 12 legs. (laughs) uh, You know, whatever it may be. But there's life, isn't it? Was he trapped? Completely, you know. It's it's not what we think. It's it's what God says in the Bible. That's the crunch for us. It's about not trying to work things out. It's about trying to see how God wants to do it. And so, therefore, it's our crunch time right here for a decision. Do you want this life of peace and joy and all the daily benefits that God wants to to pour upon us or do we want to stay where we are today and just follow what we think is best? That's that's what we're like as human beings. (sighs) We all should be making plans for our lives, every single one of us. And know where we're going. If you don't know where you're going, how do you know where you're going? And how do you know where you if you get there if you don't even know where you're going outside? You'll just go. Ran and ran and ran in your life, never achieving anything. You won't get anywhere. And we become trapped even more. And I just wanted to read a few scriptures to you just about planning because it's so important that we understand that no matter who we are, we can make a plan. Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel, plans go awry. Counsel is talking to one another, making sure we're on the right track, working with each other to make sure we're doing it. But in the multitude of counselors, they're established. Multitude of help. You know, when we go on Wednesday, I'm asking you to tell me what you need for Bible study, not me to tell you. I, I, Because of what happened, we decided we'd do this call to war. But that's what we decided, but I did ask everyone before, what Bible studies do you want? What do you need? And we didn't have an answer, so I chose. And it sounds like I've chose wrong for some people. It's okay. I'm not, I'm, you see, listen, it's okay with me. I've got, I've got to serve you to give you what you need, not what Mark, not what Mark thinks. Otherwise, I'm going to be in the trap anyhow, the same trap that I'm talking about. So, it's important A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. There are many plans in a man's heart. We like to do lots of things. That's what we are. Nevertheless, it's the Lord's counsel that will stand. What the Lord says, that will stand. And this is also important. Proverbs 21.5, The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. So it's important that we understand we've got to do this plan. And we take counsel to make sure we're on the right track. And and how do we know we're on the right track with God? Because it's from the word of God and what we're learning. It it is pretty simple. So so it's incredibly simple to understand that we, as Christians, have got to start to do what God asks us to do. And And it is important that we've got to make sure we're searching for the right things. The Bible is very clear. He says that if we first seek the kingdom of God, then these things shall be added to us. So we've got to change our minds. And that's why I just had a little bit on, on, on plans there. And of course, God always puts a warning in the Bible to us, doesn't he? It's not all, ho oh, happy, happy, hallelujah. He's going to say, whoa, whoa, well, wait a minute. Well, if you don't do that, Isaiah 31 says, Woe to the rebellious children who take counsel but not of me. Isn't it amazing? So God is trying to tell us, tell us, and who devises plans, but none of my spirit, you will have sin to sin. Isn't it amazing? So God even wants to get involved with that. You know, making sure you're on the, on the right path. All the way through the Bible, God promises us, a new thing, new mercies every morning uh, that you, that will you help to change us to be more like Jesus and we'll, and we'll be changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. But we know that we've got to worship God in spirit and truth. So it is the Word and the Spirit that work together to produce in us the things that God wants us to have and therefore we achieve the plans and what God wants us to do for Him, the purpose of our life. So every day when we think we've messed up, not done enough, done the wrong things, said the wrong things, you know that when we're born again, we can just go straight back to God and he'll forgive us. The Bible says how many times should a righteous man fall? And it says seven times, what does the Lord mean? No, it isn't. He'll pick us up and pick us up, dust us up, pick us up, pick us up because that's God. And so no matter what we try, it doesn't even matter if we fail. And that's the problem with us. We don't want to fail. Our pride does not want us to fail. I've failed many, many times. And I understood it's through the failures that I learned. Not by somebody preaching to me or somebody teaching me. It's by the failures when I did and I learned. And that's the beauty about God. He forgives us. He gives us and he's trying to always find the right way for you. Put your feet on the solid rock. Give you that pathway that, that help you to strengthen you on that narrow path. Because it is narrow. And not everyone will get to heaven. The scripture says only a few shall make it. And many thereat go on the path of destruction. Many. So isn't it, isn't it, doesn't, it doesn't it give us, it actually either give us motivation to turn around and say, God, I'm going to do a more here, I've got to learn a little bit more of this, you know, and to, so we can be those people. I'm going to take a bit of a story from um, Samuel, just to show you how people, when they turned away from the Lord, went wrong, and how, s- as soon as they turned back to the Lord, how things went right. Samuel was the last in the line of people who were judges in Israel, and he was a prophet and a priest. And in the book of 1 Samuel 7 is a story of the ark which had been captured by the Philistines, the enemy. So the reason why they captured the, the ark from the enemy is because Israel had turned away from God and lost the battle. So that's why the ark was captured. And you know, and and the, the Philistines sent it back to Israel because they captured it and they put it in the temple of Dagon, their God. And every time Every, they put it in the temple. They woke up the next morning, and Dagon's head—Dagon uh, had fallen down. They put it back, put Dagon back up. They put it back. And the next day, they they went in and under the torso, his hands and his hands and his legs were going. And they went, "Well, we would better take this this out." And so, but what did it do? God's presence was there at the Philistines, and what they'd done was wrong, and he cursed them with disease and tumours. And the whole country was this disease. And they said, This is what w- we've done, this. And so they sent it back. And they sent it back to Israel. And it ended up in a place called Kirath Jerim. And that's where I'm going to start reading. Verse 2. So it was that the ark remained in Kirjath Jerim a long time. It was there 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel spoke to the house of Israel saying, if you return to the Lord with all your hearts, put away the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths from among you, prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only. He will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtoreths and serve the Lord only. It's important we make note of all these stories for ourselves. Because no matter where we were, they were. All that that the prophets did and all that the Lord Jesus Christ has done. He says, turn back to serving God and therefore allowing God to bless them. It's a simple story. And let me just finish it off. And Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah. So gather everyone to one place. And I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together. They drew water. Poured it out before the Lord. They fasted that day and, and, and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. So they repented, didn't they? They've sinned before the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel. And now when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered, they went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard they were coming, because there were multitudes, guess what they did? They all ran off. You know, so they, more, they, they repented, they went, oh no, But Samuel said, do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hands of the the Philistines. And Samuel took a lamb, offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And then Samuel cried to the Lord, and the Lord answered him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. And then the Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day, and so confused them, they were overcome before Israel. What a miracle. And the men of Israel went out to Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, drove them back as, as far as beth and Samuel took the stone and laid it, set it up between Mizpah and Shan, and called it its name Ebenezer. That means the Lord, has, the Lord our God has helped us so far. It's the same for us. It doesn't matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. Stories like this are, are in Christians' lives, they're all throughout the Bible, that when sinners turn to God, God, God receives them, he forgives them, He puts, you know, He sets them on a new path. And every one of us Christians, you know, in, you know, whatever we've done, whatever little bits we've done, he takes us back up and puts us back on the path again. But we have to do what they, Israel's have to do. We have to turn back to God and then show him by faith that we're doing it. So we have to keep having this word of God. Why? Because our flesh is weak. Our flesh is weak, we forget. And once we move away from God, it, it's awful. Some people move away and it takes a lot to get back. And some of us, you know, that we, we, as I said earlier, you know, we're living our lives, you know, but God's only a small part of it. Rather than saying, "Nope, I've got to put some time for God. I've got to learn myself. I've got to do those things that God has asked for me. Then, then we share with God those blessings that he wants. And it's not just, you know, in, like in Galatians 5, with the love, joy, peace. These are treasures. Faith, kindness, generosity. Something. All those are beautiful fruits of the Spirit that, that, that makes us more like Jesus because that's his character. That's his character. Having I mean, all those wonderful things and, and we can have them and more. And it's not just that. It then gives us knowledge, and it gives us understanding, it gives us wisdom to live, and then he gives us the gifts of the Spirit, and all these things. He wants to pour them. He wants us to give us success. He wants us to be successful people. But for when we're successful, the church will grow. It's so simple. It's you know, you know. But but we've got to think. right, What am I doing? You know, I talk about this a lot about vision and plans and work ethics, but no vision that people perish. That's what the Bible says. No plan. You've already planned to fail. In every part of your life. No work, no results. These are simple things, but they all require time and effort, discipline, and perseverance. That's what God grows in why, you know, sometimes our searching is the wrong right basis for what we want it's searching seeking the things of God that will give us the abilities and the way, the plan the vision and the work ethic to succeed in everything we do, that's why you call us out of the world and its systems the culture, the culture of this world is it, it's vile, and even the laws, you know, we're not supposed to break the laws, are we? says keep the laws of man. But when the laws of, 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 of man go against the laws of God, we have to keep the laws of God. Amen? Amen. And don't forget one of those things is that love that God gives us, overcomes all. So no matter what we hear, no matter what we say, we have to love all these people that we don't like, we don't like the evil and everything else. He tells us still to, that is a call of God on everyone's life. You know, it's why why God's got the plan for all of us it's, it's from creation his plan was from the end to the beginning he planned the end to have, have eternity from the, you know, it, 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 the, sorry he got creation he knew what the end was going to be that was his plan and all we are we're in the middle of this trying to get our life in some sort of order with God so that we can be there at the end And that's incredible for me. That's a vision we've got to have, seeing seeing our Jesus. And it's why he sent all the prophets, the judges, the priests, the kings, the apostles, the disciples. That's why he wrote the Bible, so that every single one of us can be get back to God and know that the Lord has helped us thus far to get where we are. It is just the same for us today. God is here for all of us. No matter where you are today, it's 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 looking for new mercies every morning. A new thing I will do with you, and it doesn't matter. And to get back to the Lord is just another fresh start with God. As soon as we say, "Okay, you're right, God, you're right," I'm I'm messed up again, but I'm coming back. And then who's happy? God's happy. He's delighted. That when, he, when They say when this, this, this prayer of repentance goes up to heaven, the angels rejoice. And it's not just, people say, well, it's just for the sinner. But if, if we turned away from God for a while, we're a sinner at the moment. So they rejoice. They'll rejoice about you. Every time you turn away from something and follow what God's put in, the angels in heaven will rejoice. Isn't it beautiful? We've got to get that picture you know, of, 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 what, of what they're doing. It is important. And I know the battle's of our flesh. One last scripture. Oh, sorry. Pre-op, penultimate scripture. Romans 8, 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh can please God. This is not like a New Year's resolution. It's not even like our September start back to school. The whole education, you know. And it is as a new start for the kids, or college, uni, whatever it may be. It's a new start for the authorities and the teachers and everything else. Every September they go for a, for a new year. But it's not like that. This is a lifestyle change. It's not just a little change for something new. So today, God is calling us again to seek the kingdom of God first. To search, to search for his truth not what we think but what God is trying to tell us and teach us and for us to have success in areas of our life in every area of our life that will bring us the peace and the joy the happiness, the hope and the future for all of us that will be blessed daily loaded with benefits and we shall have the assurance that we shall meet Jesus Christ In the clouds. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. And knock, and the door will be opened. The Lord's knocking on our door again today to remind what He has in store for us. So let's work together. Let's talk. Let's make our plans together as a church, and of course as individuals. And it will allow us all to grow together and see these blessings of God flow to us and from us, to others, as God called us for the good works. We're always trying our own way. Now it's God's, God's way. And I'm sorry there's no other way achieve what we want to achieve. So my last scripture is is more like a prayer. Psalms 51 10 to 13 Creating me a clean heart O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach, transgresses your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Amen. Amen. Let's just put the Lord's plan into our lives and let's see God's blessings flow in and from our church. In Jesus' name.